Welcome to episode 63 of the podcast. I am joined today by the founders of Index Gain, Bishop and DCA. Chaps, happy new year and how are you doing today? Happy new year. Very well, Fig. How are you? Very well, very well. Slightly hungover today. Um, However, we shall persist. The show must go on. (laughs) Why don't you introduce yourselves? Uh, okay, well, I'll start. I'm Bishop, uh, also known as Dan, in case uh, DCA calls me Dan today. Um, so uh, DCA and I have known each other for nearly 20 years now, which uh, makes me feel really old. But there we go. Um, we work together in a former life, uh, asset management, um, doing um, all sorts of um, IT related bits and pieces, development, business analysis, etc. I quit the city in 2013 and I've been um, basically trading my own books since then. Um, obviously not just FI, I, I, I trade um, sort of traditional betting, trading markets, um, football, tennis, horse racing, anything really I can make a buck from. Um, and yeah, and, that, and that's me and, and DCA. Uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, DCA, my name's uh, Stuart for, uh, for the Sort of point in the interview when Dan Dan calls me that and everyone gets confused. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, DCA on Index Game Problem Child on Twitter, which doesn't help keep it <laughs> simple. Um, so by day, I'm a software developer in a like asset management firm, so an investment firm. The, the the kind of the slightly nicer side of the city where people invest rather than a, a makeup kind of sort of bizarre products that confuse people. Um, so. Um, my kind of day job is um, sort of software development in like uh, the sort of investment space, portfolio management, risk analysis, uh, valuation models, performance analysis. So sort of it, it kind of overlaps quite nicely with what uh, the the guys at Football Index have uh, uh, come up with here. And like like Dan, well, like Dan, I've obviously known him for approximately the same amount of time. Normally <laughs> um, how it works. Uh, we, we, we we've kind of. Um, we we've we've been quite close on a lot of things over time, including including the gambling side of things. Um, sort of Dan Dan got me involved in um, uh, the sort of advantage gambling space that you you've chatted to like FI Big Don about in the past. So we we're, we're both kind of big advantage gamblers. Dan got me involved in gambling. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah very Dan, moral. Dan's my honest. hero. I mean, <laughs> no, no, he, he turned me really into bad. a degenerate no, gambler. It's the difference between <laughs> gambling and, 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 and yeah, advantage. Yeah, like, so yeah, we, yeah. We've, we've kind of, um, yeah, we, we've, we've hung around in, um, sort of encouraged each other to hang around in the different circle, uh, the sort of similar circles for the same time. So, yeah, I've sort of been in, sort of interested in, in, in gambling for quite a while. I've sort of got a, sort of background in sort of investment in, in the city and sort of a, a, a sort of a, a keen interest in football. So it's kind of the, the, the football index thing is kind of a, a nice little sweet spot for mm, all those bend, things, really. The perfect marriage, isn't it? But wh- where did you guys hear about it? Why do you have so much faith in the product? So to create an actual third-party data provider, tell me a bit more about your, your story with relation to, to football index. I mean, yeah, so we've, we've been developing sort of various betting trading solutions for quite a while now. And I'll be honest, so IG was sort of originally, Index Game was originally a bit of a sideshow, utilizing things we learned and data we picked up from other sites. We already have a very, very big database, um, you know, 
uh, lots of data points with with live prices, but this is sort of traditional betting odds um, for various markets in, in the football space. And um, yeah, originally, you know, it was more myself. I was, I sort of, um, I started investing, I think, October last year. And it was really just sort of, a bit of a, if I'm honest, a bit of a novelty thing at first. Um, and uh, um, I sort of discussed it with Big Don, who I've known for a number of years. And uh, Big Don, um, he's brilliant at sniffing out value. Big Don, just if you ever want to find value, just follow Big Don. It's brilliant. And, you know, within about a month, the, the guy had just gone all in. And uh, it made me sort of sit up and take note a little bit, I guess. Um, and as, as a community, originally I just envisaged it as being sort of just, just a, a few traders having a chat. We, we've run um, communities in the sort of traditional trading betting space before. And we've sort of had closed memberships or 30, 50 members. And everyone's kind of benefited from each other's knowledge. And I, I sort of imagined originally it would go something like that. But it, it just it kind of exploded uh, and we were just getting, you know, a lot of people joining up and a lot of people kind of, yeah, sort of really interested in what we were doing. And then, then when we started adding um, sort of the, um, the kind of the bot stuff. So we, I think we're very, very early on, we had like a rudimentary kind of um, analysis of looking for price increases for like the top 50 players or something like that. And that was it. And it was, it was quite basic, but then DCA came on board and then it just kind of went from there. And it's, it, it, it wasn't, I'd like to say it was the whole thing was planned. It, it really hasn't been. It's kind of like my, my, my IG investment as well, which I've massively ramped up um, over the last year. It started off as just like the forum, just like my trading started off as, oh, this is a kind of a nice kind of, you know, nice to have on the side to actually, well, sit up and take note as a trader and sit up and take note as a, as a sort of community owner. So, um, and, and, you know, I've sort of, I've grown to really um, sort of appreciate the, the products, and I think I really do think there's potential for it. Brilliant, brilliant, and um, I, I think we should get on with some of the questions. But before I get into them, just need to give you guys a reminder that you can also find me on YouTube if you just type in Football Index Guide on YouTube. You will find my channel. Hopefully, some of those videos can help you guys out, whether you're a beginner or a bit more advanced and are looking to own your trading skills rather than just learn how to trade uh, and you can also have a look at some written work the newsletter has now become a fortnightly football index blog the fib as i like to call it very creatively uh, that is still with football index trader and liam football index lm and that is going to go out fortnightly on a monday so not next monday which is new year's day i think the monday after um and then so on and so forth but a uh, brilliant reaction to it uh, the first time it went out it was on medium which is a, is a great hosting site and it's going to allow me to do much better stuff i think when curating the content if you want to hear me talk about uh, just football then head over to the state of play podcast on uh tuesday i think that's uh i'm not even sure what date that is I've, uh, this holiday's frazzled my brain but um me and matt are gonna do kind of like a uh 10 youngsters to watch out for in 2019 so if you're interested in that kind of thing uh definitely listen to that episode if you want to collaborate or sponsor the podcast you can hit me up at football.index.guide at gmail.com and last thing i just want to thank everyone for the great reaction on the podcast with um adam cole mike and kieran it was crazy like uh the amount of dms the amount of tweets the amount of just action the podcast got in general uh, i think i tweeted out that the the actual episode got into the top 200 um kind of itunes 
sports and recreation rankings for episodes not just like as a podcast but like episodes which is crazy if you look through some of the episodes there some really big hitters and actually i was lying that's not what i lastly wanted to speak about um the blog that i just curated with uh, ej uh, who i think has the biggest portfolio on football index really really good read uh, again really didn't expect that kind of reaction woke up today and it, my phone had like gone completely ballistic which is awesome to see um crazy to think that you know hundreds or thousands of people are, are, are reading stuff that um we're putting together on a friday night um, I'm sure you guys have better things to do, but thanks for tuning in anyway. But on to the questions. Uh, long, long-winded uh, bit of speaking by me. Uh, Football Index Wolf from Twitter. What is your trading strategy? Um, and using statistics, what do you mainly look for when investing in a future? Um, yeah, I mean, I think in my humble you know, um, opinion, a lot of the trading on, on the index is momentum-driven. Um and what I mean by that is that either people are trying to jump in on the moves or, or sometimes um, trying to create their own momentum, um, possibly through virtuous or, or dubious means. Um, I think I'm kind of like the, I'm kind of like the opposite. I'm a contrarian trader. So I'm sort of trying to trade the reverse of everyone else. I'm looking for the most unfashionable players that I can possibly find. So, you know, if we go back to, I mean, Fig, you'll remember, like at the beginning of, of the season, it was kind of like defenders were in, right? Defenders were, were that was that was kind of okay, that was kind of the, the the player that everyone wanted. And then um, we had with GNA, it was all about forwards, and everyone wanted forwards. And then now with the share split, everyone's about the, the top boys, um, you know, Neymar, etc. Um, you know, fashions come and go, right? But value remains. So I'm always trying. I'm I'm looking for the players that that no one else is talking about and i'm trying and then what i do is i look for um i, I try and optimize my um entry using price graphs uh 24 hours seven day one month three month to try and look for the sweet spot the plateau to buy you know obviously i'm looking at data as well i'm looking at you know pb scores overs etc but I, I, i'm you know you, you you have to have a reason to invest in a player but at the same time, yeah, I'm, I'm looking, I'm, I'm a contrarian trader. I'm trying, I'm trying to do the opposite of everyone else. And there's nothing wrong with momentum trading. I think a lot of, I say a lot of traders do it. The problem I've got is that my time is constrained because I'm trading a lot of traditional markets outside of traditional betting, sporting markets outside of FI. Uh, and also I'm developing index game, right? So I can't stare at markets, you know, uh, day in, day out and hour after hour. My time is finite. So, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm basically using a trading strategy where you, you, you don't have to be t so time sensitive, if that makes sense. Mm. Interesting. What about yourself, Stuart? Um, I'm, I'm kind of similar, really. Um, I, I'm sort of limited on the amount of time that I can kind of put into football index itself. So I can't sit there and kind of monitor uh, sort of players um, and to, to be frank my kind of my football knowledge is going to be far far worse than everyone else on on the index so but my strategy is more, more of a case of <clears throat> so do do some research um, come up with a short list of, of players that you're kind of interested in and then um, touching on what sort of Dan said is it, a lot of it's kind of timing wise really so it's like you 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 can kind of come up with a, a, a solid bunch of picks, um, but 
sort of tying timing the entry into those players is quite important. So it's like if if they've been if they've had a, a good week and like the the index and and Twitter have gone mental and piled into them. They're kind of I'm, I'm interested in holding those players, but I'm not interested in getting in at that particular point mm. in time. Whereas if um, if someone's kind of dropped off the radar, um, that's kind of the, the the point where I start going in. So like I've I've kind of got two um, kind of modes of working. I've got like my my monthly kind of regular investment style approach of I I like do some research. I'll, I'll put together. Uh, what what I think at that point in time is say uh, the, the the top say thirty or forty players that I want to hold, um, and I'll compare that with kind of what I currently do hold. Any anyone who's not on that list gets a kind of detailed review of kind of why they might be dropping off, and then it's kind of a, a like a rebalance to to kind of my new target portfolio, um, and uh, a, a lot of the time it's kind of. I'm kind of topping up to kind of um, uh, like sort of average down the price, the the investment price. So I'll have my kind of target list and I'll really be kind of investing in the ones that are kind of dipping at the moment to kind of pick them up cheaply um, and uh, possibly selling off anyone, anyone who's in my portfolio that kind of isn't, isn't on my kind of revised short list. Um, so that's kind of my, my, my monthly approach and, and, and that kind of, feeds into kind of more more traditional kind of investment of like asset allocation and dollar cost averaging of um, rebalancing style approaches to things. Um, and, and the kind of topping up on the ones that have kind of dropped um, is kind of a, a good way to avoid like uh, excessive transaction costs of just like constantly flipping in and out of players. Um, and then on, on a kind of daily or weekly uh, kind of cycle as the as the the, the, the dividends are kind of trickling in. I'm, I'm typically just reinvesting back into like the players that I hold, really. Um, but again, like like Dan was saying, like on 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 the dips, yeah. Um, so you, you see sort of massive spikes and inevitably kind of drop offs on players, and that's a that's a game that I'm not very good at kind of timing really so if, if someone drops um i that's kind of where where i'm investing if, if they're on my if they're on my short list and they're dropping that's kind of uh, where i'm going so like com- coming back to football index wolf's question of like what statistics you look for kind of to, to shortlist a players it's um uh we will kind of t- probably touch on this later the, the 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 main stat i kind of use is like the the, the kind of um the, the implied kind of dividend yield stats that we've got on index game um, and uh, coupled with that, it's, it's, it's the price movement graphs. They're, 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 mm. they're the main stats, really. Kind of two two, two key points, uh, just kind of uh, kind of fun, fundamental type stats to choose your shortlist and and the pr- price movement for trying to time things. Yeah. It's really it's really interesting that you've both have kind of talked about um, market sentiment and and how. Um, that affects your trading strategy. And Golf and Grandad, his question was, with your expertise in finding undervalued players through data searches, do you invest more on selections found via data or going with current market sentiment? Uh, and then it also says, also just like to say how good a product uh, index gain is. A year's subscription paid for itself and my first trade from it, which is some very nice words indeed. But <laughs> Thank you, Golf and Grandad. <laughs> Is it is it how important is it for you guys um, for your style of trading to 
um, not ignore market sentiment, but kind of put the trends to one side and, and look at um, value in itself? And do you how do you judge that value? Is it via um, dividend potential, like you mentioned, the implied dividends? Dan, I'm not sure you... I think you talked about kind of price action-wise when you look at a, a player's graph and that's kind of convincing you that that player is now value. Where, where is the balance? Um, well, just touching back on, on, on the first point, you know, uh, and, um, da- you know data versus uh, current market sentiment. I, I, don't th- I don't think you can purely trade technically... Um, using price graphs and data etc you have to have an awareness of current market sentiment of market sentiment uh, for example well certainly real world situations so you need to know um if maybe a player is out of favor with the manager is playing out of position or the you know the obvious is there's there's an injury there or something so you know contrarian trading doesn't mean buying everyone on the decrease list it's about you, you pick and choose your battles but you you, you certainly you, you have to have an awareness of why that player is dropping why why are our traders dumping that player? But, you know, sometimes traders are dumping a player um, for legitimate reasons, but sometimes they're, they're dumping a player for really not very legitimate reasons. They're just moving on to the next big thing. You know, um, I'm sure you agree with me, Pick, but money on the index it, it, at the moment, certainly, and I'm sure it will change over time, it, it is finite. So what I mean is if, if for every time that, you know, um, well, like a share split happens and everyone's piling money into Neymar, not everyone can just stick another two, three grand or whatever they're going to stick in, another 10%, 20% into the, the index. So that money's got to come from somewhere. So they have to sell off to buy. And and I get why they're doing it. They're, 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 it's momentum trading. They're chasing. And, I, you know, I hey, you know, when the share split was announced, um, we, we um, with the tweet went out. Um, I, I We had a, we, 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 we sent out a push notification within, you know, one minute. And the very next thing I did, I went and bought a whole ton of Neymar. So sometimes I'm guilty of momentum trading too, right? And, but, but, guess- it, but, it, but the thing is, because it's profitable, people continue to do it. And that Absolutely. Uh, only Absolutely. reinforces the... the but um, here's the thing. Here's, here's my point, is that it happened at that moment that I, had, that I was fully engaged in, in Football Index at that very moment. So it's a time-sensitive thing. If you have the time to commit, there's absolutely nothing wrong with momentum trading. Absolutely nothing. You, there's a, a whole ton of people out there that make a lot of money. But as I say, that for, for me, Football Index it isn't my bread and butter. And my bread and butter exists elsewhere. And, you know, I'm spending time developing a platform. And, that, and that's my focus at the moment. So how I'm, because I can't commit the, the time that some other traders can do, I flip the whole training strategy in reverse. And I go, okay, I, I can't I can't keep up with the guys that are seeing, you know, I, I, there's guys on Index Game and they're making an absolute fortune, uh, you know, and, and, and one or two of them have been on your podcast and they are literally, they're, they're flipping or, or scalping, whatever you want to call it, momentum-driven traders and good luck to them. But I don't have the time to commit to that. So I've kind of like reverse engineered it and, and gone the other way and gone, okay, well, let's be a contrarian. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy to sit and wait you know price price moves uh, for a lot of players are cyclical they'll drop but they'll they'll push back up and i'm i'm more than happy to wait weeks even months for that price uh increase to happen so i mean you know the ultimate one was um you'll know i don't think this will happen again but you know with um um barca crashing out of the um champions league last season it was actually it was like bargain season absolute bargain season these barcelona players like everyone was dumping them and I was buying as many as I possibly could. For me, it was just, this is brilliant. This is like, you know, Black Mondays come early, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, that, that 
I don't think that what traders are getting more savvy now, but that's kind of the ultimate example of contrarian trading, right? Mm. The people are like, I, I, you know, I, I'm, they're out of the Champions League, but Messi's playing in the World Cup in about two months. You know, like it's just, does, I'm, ha- I'm, I'm happy to wait two months. There's does, does, does two, two kind of really recent ones as well. It's like when a sort of a football index introduced the goals and assists, the, the whole market kind of reshuffled mm, around yeah. the, um, the forwards. Uh, and the and the, uh, the, the well the and the attacking kind of midfielders the the goal scoring defenders, mm-hmm. um, and what you saw is that all, all all the goals and this 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 kind of massive kind of overreaction in one direction, uh, pushing the market up. And if if you're if you're first in, you'll do really well. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're kind of late in, what you'll typically um, experience is you'll you'll catch the top of it and and probably the dip afterwards. Um, and we're, we're we're kind of not sat monitoring things constantly. So we're never going to be the sort of first sort of people in. But what you can do is you can capitalize on um, the fact that in order to fund all these goal scorer um, purchases, they, they were flogging, uh, people would be flogging off the defenders. So it's like, it's, it's bargain, bargain basement sort of defender buying season. Mm. Goals and assists, great. If, if, you, if you're first in, buy some attackers. If you're not first in, by by all the defenders that are getting sold off because their value hasn't their their like intrinsic value hasn't really yeah. changed they're just cheaper and you see it again though with the um uh, we got the uh, the share split stuff so what you what I'm just looking at some graphs now it's like the top ten players the top twenty five players have absolutely kind of rocketed in the last what's that since about the fourteenth or fifteenth maybe maybe ten to twelfth of December uh, but if you look at like the top two hundred players it's not too much uh not too Pretty much flat, growth yeah. there so you you kind of there's there's a redistribution of money from say i don't know say uh f- 50 down to 200 all, all those players are kind of getting sold for people uh wanting to pile into the top 50 so um if again if you if you if you got in there straight away yeah, then you made you've done very it's well. great but yeah. um for everyone else it's kind of it's a perfect opportunity or, or even, to, i mean to be fair yeah i mean if you're in, even if you're in the middle of the crowd with momentum even if you're just kind of like you're, you're bumbling along with them yeah you can you can still make a you know a, a few points and still make a, a bit of cash but yeah i mean I, i'm i'm playing more the long-term game um rightly or wrongly and but it's just different. That's that's the beauty of FI. There's no right or wrong. There's so many different trading strategies, mm. and that's what makes it. To me, I find it really interesting. I find it fascinating. I, I didn't really. My mindset's different, so and I found it sort of difficult as a sort of community owner that a lot of people were really upset when uh, the, you know when um, uh, goals and assists first came in. You know, it's impacting my defenders, and I was sort of kept saying over and over, "Your your value of these players has not changed." Value of these players has not changed. Their PB um, dividends has not changed. From uh, yeah, admittedly, you could possibly make slightly more from now that GNA have been introduced for another category, but but ultimately their their value has not changed. And over time, you you know you, you if you hold, you don't sell, you don't panic. That will actually you know be proved right. Yeah, and obviously, on, with 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 uh, clean sheets being added as well, that's more than being proved right. Yeah, I mean on 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 these on these like in, in play divs, if 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 anything, like the intrinsic value of a player has actually gone up. It's it's, yeah. it's, it's the more short term uh, kind of psychological swings that are kind of uh, ca- catching people out. But the, if, if the kind of the, the if if there is such a thing as like the fundamental intrinsic value of a player, uh, 
it, it went from here's a player that will give you this amount of dividends based on some future events to uh, he he's exactly the same player that might give you even more future dividends. So, so if you put like your pure financial kind of math set on, mm. they've got more valuable. But, yeah, take the but, but, out of it, yeah. but that's that's the great thing. It's going to take a, it's going to take a little while for that penny to drop, isn't it? Um, yeah, the, the yeah. whole in play thing. But but let's let's move on because we we are we we've only gone through two questions really. <laughs> yeah, sorry, yeah. Um, we, we do we do <laughs> we do go on. <laughs> oh, I like it. Don't worry about it. Um, I think this one's from Slack. Desi Ballers. What do you think the main difference between the community on Slack is to the other communities, uh, i.e., Twitter, um, the Football Index Forum, or Facebook, for example? What what are the main differences? What do you like and dislike about each community? Um. Yes, it's a great question. I'm I'm really I'm slightly biased here, shall I say, because I'm a huge fan of Slack as a product. Taking index gain out of it, um, originally DCA and I were using Slack almost like WhatsApp to communicate with each other while building other websites, and then we started integrating sports feed data uh, to create signals that we could sort of capitalize on. Um, sort of almost like a precursor to Buzz. So it means no matter where you are, you know, you can be, you know, I distinctly remember being at Pepper Pig World with my with my son, and I'm on. Grandpa Pig's boat ride, and um, essentially the precursor to Buzz has alerted me to an arbitrage opportunity in in, in football. And sixty seconds later, I've you know I've locked in you know fifty quid. I mean, it's not going to change my world, right? But the thing is, the, the whole point of Slack is you don't you never need miss an opportunity, uh, and and the notifications that that, that Buzz can provide uh, and and Slack can provide in general are, are, are massive. I mean, I do for me personally at football index and also non-football index trading sports trading i'll say approximately 50 percent, maybe more is done on my mobile so for me to be able to have everything notifications on the go and be able to trade on the go is is everything to me so um and also so yes the, the notifications is huge and also the immediacy of slack as well you can you know you can post something on a forum we, we we've host we've had other forums in the past we've had some trading forums in the past etc Stu and i um but you can post something and then 15 minutes later it only gets read the point with with slack and an index game you can ask someone you know a question is so how bad is such and such injury and you get an answer in seconds mm. and if you're you know if you're if you're some trading uh, trading strategies that that can be the difference between a successful and unsuccessful trade having that that immediacy mm. i mean per, 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 i mean just just ignoring i mean slack, slack for, the, for those that don't know slack slack is a kind of a, a whatsapp style mm. real time steroids uh chat app so like ignoring the stuff that we've actually kind of built on top of it that's all like football index specific it's a great platform just for like communities to to chat to like um <clears throat> say in in a forum that's kind of more of a long form kind of wall of text back and forth it's it's, it's, it's quite a slow communication twitter is a, a back and forth kind of constrained and and sort of for I have no idea why, but we within about three or four back and forth, it's just descended into chaos typically as well. Angry chaos. Um, whereas um, Slack's a, a, a proper kind of instant message communication style thing. So we, we've got thousands of football index traders on there. Um, and uh, this kind of touch word for, for the most part, they're all really nice people. And we, we've kind of... Um, 
we we've we've got uh, a lot of the guys you've interviewed in the past on there so you've kind of got sort of direct access to kind of chatting to those guys um and this this is all just kind of pure slack nothing we we at this point this is like nothing we've done other than like bring people together but from like a, a software development point of view it's a really nice platform to build bespoke um sort of enhancements really that are just um available to call upon in the normal course of conversation so kind of what what we what we've done here and i i guess probably should like give a bit of background on what index game is and certainly where it started for those people who haven't used it it's like we've kind of taken a whatsapp style chatbot where um uh sort of knowledgeable football index traders can be like chatting about players uh and we've set it up so that uh with a, a little kind of keyboard shortcut like you literally just type in um the, the sort of the, the backslash uh player info and then the name of the player like pogba or messi uh and it would um behind the scenes when you press the little enter button it'd go off sort of interrogate all the all the data that we've we've collected and drop in like a, a little report card on on that player um, so things like their, their current buy and sell price, their, um, their, their, their positional rank in their dividends for the year, their, their dividend yield for the year. Mm. Uh, the, what else have we got in there? We, we, we're currently working on adding all like the Opta stats into there. Um, so like how many how many shots they've had this year, things things like that, and that, that's just like one one of the little little commands. So it's like well, one of the great things is you can you can have a conversation with uh, with like really knowledgeable players and uh when when somebody mentions a player you can you can do a little bit of research there and then uh, and like post it into the chat so there's like a little report card on the player so it's a, it's a i think i think sorry to cut you off but i think that's the most the best bit about it right because on twitter when you're in group chats and whatever and you're talking to people about players and you're like really fancy that player blah 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 but there's not that immediacy in terms of gaining that data access which I think is really, really good because if I'm talking about a player and I might talk about 10 or 15 players a week with people on Twitter, but I don't remember all those players. You know, my DMs are flooded. I'm, I'm, I'm losing track of these people that I want to buy or potentially want to investigate further. And having that immediacy on Slack is really, really good. And I think that's his main, main advantage. And Slack has a product is very robust I, I use it at work it's it's very good for community stuff but um ju- just to move us on slightly what do you think football index can take um as inspiration from what you guys have done looking at their own forum i don't know if you've kind of investigated it a bit more but it doesn't feel like a fulcrum or f- a focal point of um the football index community and i think they uh, might want it to be um and there are a lot of people on that forum um, that might not be on Twitter, that might not be on Facebook, that might not be on Slack. What do you think Football Index's aim is in terms of uh, actually having that kind of community? I'm, I'm just, you know, um, Stu's going to have some very interesting points to say here. I, what I would say is it's not really um, FI's fault that, you know, we, we've had um, uh, forums in the past and we were, t- we were talking about this um, before we, we got on the call with you that, you know, forum software hasn't really moved on since about 2005. Mm. Uh, it just literally hasn't. And, um, you know, and it's kind of Discord, Slack, are kind of like uh, Twitter to, an, uh, to some extent, are sort of taking their place. It, it's just, it's kind of antiquated, the whole kind of software. It needs something in that whole space to shake it up. Whether that will happen or whether just 
you know, messaging apps will just take its place. I mean, there's, there's, there's merit in, in traditional based forums, but it, for me, it, it didn't work for, for what I was trying to do, for what I thought that where, where we could add kind of um, something interesting to the football index space. So hence why, you know, index gain started because it had that immediacy. And then obviously when we added the, the bot as well, and you can, you can kind of elicit conversation, but you know, someone can say, Hey, well, you know, is Pogba worth X? And then someone can just go IG player info Pogba and go, well, here's his, here's his MB yield this year. Look at his MB yield alone. And then, you know, and it's, you know, he's the, the, the first best or second best, whatever it might be. You know, it, 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 it's a real conversation starter having buzz on there. And, and also as well, it's so, um, it's just, it's that immediacy, as I say, so keep banging on about it, but it's, that's, that's everything. Just have yeah. some, just get an instant reply. Yeah. For, for, forums aren't really the right kind of tool for, for this kind of thing, really. They, they, they're, they're great for question, answer, um, uh, evergreen kind of content. Mm. Yeah. So like a, a DIY forum or something like that, mm-hmm. but for, for something that's constantly moving like football index, mm-hmm. other than like, questions about the rules something like that it's not quite the right tool um whereas because because it's constantly changing every, every week it's something new really um so yeah i, th- I think I, I i can i can see what i mean we, we we've we've run things in the past and we've we've had a, like a a forum uh which was kind of is kind of going going quite well and then we popped a chat bot a chat box in there so that people could just real time chat and it practically like killed the forum off because that's what people are more interested mm. in so um it's, yeah especially in the best in trading space there is no there isn't i mean say apart from rules there is no evergreen content there's just there's no need for it i mean i'd say i think we have a we keep uh, messages for about seven to ten days max and i reckon 99 point nine percent of those messages no one ever asked for again now and again someone go oh you know did did i say x and y about a player and i have to tell them you know that you know we don't only keep a record of seven to ten days but it's, it's not required it's just not required to have it's just so fast moving you, you don't need that audit history for this kind of product yeah definitely so i think there's a a balance though between having i think there's one thing that i dislike about twitter in general as a product is I've I've had to bookmark so many tweets that I want to recall and um, send to people when they ask me because I get a lot of the same kind of questions like uh, where do I learn about X or what is this or um, what's a share split you know what's an order book uh, what's PB etc what's the in play dividends and I'm having to go fish out from my bookmarks and and send them over to people on on um, on these DMs maybe if they had some sort of FAQ type. Uh, add-on or part of twitter that could help a lot um but i'm not sure i think there's there's a definite aspect or, or advantage of, of having that fast moving that fast pace stuff but there's also room i think in my opinion for that kind of um the, the pillars of knowledge that you kind of need to be on a product like football index but that's you know uh, i think we could talk about that all day uh, next question from uh, wengen you not wengen knows anymore wengen you uh, what's your best and, uh, what's your best and worst trade on the index any favorite holds best trade um jaden sancho 1 pound 30 still holding uh best return in terms of capital appreciation um if you want me to name names um but then for every jaden sancho there's a ryan bertrand and I went, <laughs> I went, it went big, and it went south, and then some. Um, 
I mean, it's interesting when 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 Index Game first started, we got a um, submit suggested by a channel, uh, and it, you know some great picks on there. But when we very very first started, our community was really small, really tight knit, and had people like Wenger uh, um, uh, on there and and Buzzing Paul. It was sort of real hardcore traders on there, and every player suggestion was was uh, was was pure gold. Um, and he's asked this question because he knows what I'm going to say. <laughs> you see, he holds this player <laughs> saying any favourite holds. Uh, and he knows probably what mm. my favourite hold is because it's his favourite hold. That's why he's asked the question. <laughs> uh, end on ballet, I think, was what he's, he's yeah. expecting me to say. And yes, it's a hold I still like. So he's got me. To, I, I don't like naming player <laughs> names. And he's, 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 he's made me do it there. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's still it's still my I'm still holding. Don't worry, Ben, I'm still holding. Uh, what about yourself? Yeah, Stuart? I'll, 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 I'll take I'll take the, uh, the the second half of the question first. Uh, any favourite holds? No, I, I've no favourite holds. I'm I've no emotional attachment Absolutely. to any of my players. <laughs> so uh, yeah, they uh, they they're great. If they're in my portfolio, they're my favourites. And uh, yeah, uh, that's <laughs> that's like, and they're going to be lucky Clinical. to stay in there. Really, um, my favourite my my favourite trade. My, uh, it's prob- probably my most successful trade, which is slightly different to my normal way of working. It comes right to the contrarian thing, but it's something that I would actually call, say, a trade rather than just a, a long-term investment, which is typically kind of what 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 I do. My 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 kind of best trade was um, when KDB had his injury uh, earlier in the season, and there was just a massive sell-off. I was just I was just constantly buying uh, buying him all the way down, and I managed to sort of cash out of him before he even b- before he sort of started uh, playing again following following his comeback. Um, so yeah, my my best my best trades are, are typically kind of um, the sort of slightly distasteful uh, but profitable uh, bad bad news trades. Um, <laughs> Like uh, was it Luke Shaw knocked unconscious till price plummeted? You, you like, love an unconscious player. <laughs> so my favorite, my favorite kind of player is, is one who's currently on his way to hospital. <laughs> <laughs> so they're 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 Clinical they're, they're really the only kind of um, sort of tr- things that I'd call trades. They're, they're kind of the intentional um, market movement type. Things a lot. Of, a lot of the time, it is really a, a, a very much a sort of a more more stats driven um, uh, look at a player. Mm. Uh, does he does does he look under or under overvalued um, sort of buy buy sell kind of thing? So yeah, I'm 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 not particularly attached to any any players. I mean, yeah, I've done I've done sort of similar. I've sort of sold a player on injury news, rebought ten minutes later, and you know locked in small amount of money and then I push my maturity back out to three years so you know it's like a sort of double win really but um yeah we shouldn't be trying to we shouldn't be you know thankful for injured players it's a terrible well, way to it's, it's a gamble isn't it because it's like yeah, it 90 percent right. of the time they're going to bounce back yeah, but, exactly. but 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 like well, one in ten they they, they it might be a, a, a lot more serious than you DCA is very cold he's very cold <laughs> <laughs> right next question from uh twads that's an interesting handle. Going forward, should Football Index prioritise targeting gamblers or investors? Um, well, there's kind of two, there's two ways you can go with this question because um, I'm, I'm sure I'll, I'll go with the um, the FDFI corporate one to start with and uh, reiterate the fact that it is gambling. It's, it's it's always gambling. This is not not necessarily investing. It's uh, when when the fun stops, stop, etc. Um, 
Um, but then again, so so is investing. Investing's gambling. Mm-hmm. You're 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 always kind of swapping something of like a, a fixed known value now. Your your stake for some some future an unknown cash flow. Mm. So like whether you're buying a, a footballer on index gain or you're investing in a FTSE 100 index tracker, or even like if you're, you're buying some insurance for your, for, for, for your house, yeah, you're, you're gambling, you're gambling on, you're, you're betting that somebody's going to come and rob your house or you're, you're betting on the fact that you're going to crash your car and you're going to get some money for that. So there's, a lot of things get labelled up very differently. At the end of the day, the the kind of the mechanisms are often the same. So, like that's kind of one one angle. It is gambling, um, but they do market it as investing um, occasionally. Mm. Um, when, sometimes, sometimes. Yeah, they they do flip around a little bit, but it, it's kind of the, the 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 thing that is very good about football index and the thing that. I think they should stick to is the investment side of things. The, the 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 fact that you can have all these bets and you can structure it like a portfolio mm. and you can keep it uh, over the course of a season and you can you can trade on it. Um, that's kind of the sweet spot, really. I, I don't want to see them getting into the short term gambling space because it's already crowded um i'm, I'm quite happy yeah I'm, I'm happy with them bringing in the the goals and assists side of things that that's i think apart from like my portfolio I've taken a bit of a beating when everyone restructured things i think on the whole it's a good thing because um uh it, it kind of gives people a, a little bit of a sort of boost on uh, their purchases to counteract the the, 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 the spreads uh, and commission aspects of things, and um, it, it's also um, I have not seen them do this, but like from a marketing perspective, it, it's something that they they could explain to people quite easily. It's like you buy this player, and you get a couple of pence every time he scores a goal or something like that. Mm. So, so uh, that's exactly what they were talking about on the um, the podcast last week. If you guys haven't listened to it, definitely check it out. Um, Kieran was talking about how he he found or they found that a lot of people were saying things like, "Well, they just scored. Why haven't they gone up?" etc. And perhaps now we are seeing that more in effect. For example, as we we're recording i think joseph ilicic from um, atlanta just scored a hat trick and he's up about 25p 20p he's not going to win the overall forwards um he is not particularly posting an amazing or midfielder sorry he's not particularly um posting an amazing score but he is up because of that goals and assists thing and i think that's better in general i think it may it makes more logical sense that the more you um zoom out from it if that makes sense mm. Mm, it's, it's it's a nice kind of uh, sort of gateway style yes. um, explainer on things because it is quite a complicated system. Um, it's so sort of, it's things, things like this. fantasy, sort of more sort of the fantasy football kind of element, isn't it? Really, mm, mm. up tells into that more. Yeah, so I, I think in, in answer to the question, yeah, I'd, I'd prefer them to focus on the investment side of things, really. Um, but, but I think I think I mean the, I I look at this question two ways, and I think you've looked at it as uh, you've looked at it as in how should football index um, 
pivot their product or pivot their marketing strategy to target these people i think it's just the the latter the marketing strategy like who should you be targeting i think gamblers and investors and people who enjoy fancy football and 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 anyone who's an interested in football like I, I don't think there's a right we need to go for investors and we need to go for gamblers although um i think when we do have the order books implemented and um perhaps you can talk about this a bit more dan uh with your history of kind of using many different books that it is going to potentially attract that um not more intellectual trader, but someone who's a hardened veteran in, in the in the investing or trading world, and I think that like at the moment there's gonna there's a lot of people who are gamblers who have been kind of converted into the football index way. There are a lot of fancy football uh, lovers who really love football index as well, and there's a, a lot that, that, that don't. Um, but I do think there is, as you mentioned there, Stu, that uh, potential target market isn't being leveraged as well as it should have should be but i think that's going to happen long term i don't know if you'd agree with that dan um yeah i, I mean uh, yes and no maybe maybe we can talk about order books at the end um yeah as part of um so i think we've got a couple of things to say on that as part of 2019 predictions but yeah um yeah, we've got some uh, some thoughts on that for, for, for later. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we'll move on to the next question now. And this is from... I'm just conscious of time, Vic, because you were saying... Yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> sure, sure, sure. No worries, as always, so am I. Uh, Tom77 from the forum. Uh, what's your opinion on how long it will take dividends to rise after the share split? It seems like a very... Um, a, a question which is not asking if dividends will be ris- uh, raised, but when. Um, what, what is your opinion on this, guys? Um, it's, it's it's that's an interesting one, really. It's like um, on 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 the share split itself. I um, so I, I've I've kind of got my kind of um, uh, more more mathematical, less sentimental kind of hat on in in the fact that it's really like share splits are just like they're just shuffling things around. It's it's the equivalent of like taking. It's like the equivalent of like the, the government taking all the pound coins out of circulation and giving you two fifty p's. It's like it doesn't really make that much difference. But that said, um, if enough people believe it will make a difference, um, it, it could make a difference. So um, I, I'm, I'm always. I, I never. I don't really understand the, the the kind of the massive shift into like say the the the, the top twenty five players on the rumours of well not, not, on on the basis that there's going to be a share split it just doesn't kind of sit well with me but that's not to say um, well it's obviously not to say that money hasn't gone there and there's expectations there um, on on the, the the point about the dividend rise that's an interesting one because it doesn't really. The share split and the dividend rise are like separate things, really. It did um, after after the share split, the the, the yields will still be the same. Mm. Um, the the in, the interesting things with the dividends is something you kind of need to take into account is like as time goes on, as if the market's growing and as the prices are going up, the dividends as a percentage of the uh, cash being invested are getting smaller. Um, so. Um, 
They will. I, I, I think they have to rise for it just to stop like the, the, the market topping out, share split or not. They, they have to rise at some point. Um, how long? I have, I have no idea, to be honest. Um, but I mean, like in to kind of slightly counteract it, where the share split is happening so that one, um, the prices look less daunting, and two, so that um, there's potentially more liquidity before we eventually get order books in. Isn't there a risk that after we share split, if dividends do rise, we're basically back at square one? Absolutely, yeah. And, you know, so, also, so you know, I don't, I don't really. And in the the podcast, Mike explicitly did say, you know, um, we have no plans of rising, uh, raising dividends at the moment. I just, I, it's kind of counter counterintuitive to to split, then raise dividends again, and we're back at this pace. This is some, you know, something that I, I worry about. Well, not worry about, but something that I think some traders who might maybe not necessarily traded any other product before market before is that you know we are absolutely in a bull market. We've been in a bull market for a long for a long time. I'm sure, I'm sure Fig, you agree with this. You know, it's like kind of like throwing a throwing a dart at a board. You know, you, 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 chances are you're going to make money. Whoever you picked six months ago, you're going to make money. But, you know, ultimately trading, you know, it, it's a zero-sum game. And at some point, the market will top out and there'll be winners and there'll be losers. And that's how trading works. It doesn't matter what market you're trading. You know, so, so yeah, absolutely, we want to encourage new money. We need new money to come into the market. But to, you can't keep over and over going, okay, well, yeah, I mean, is it going to be like a cycle where we go, okay, yeah, we're going to have a, we're going to have a share split and then we're going to raise dividends. Oh, now the players have gone up to, to match the, the, and now we're going to share split again. Then we're going to have more dividends. Mm. You, you can't go on like that. You, you know, you, you, no, at some no. point, it, it, a market, rightly so, needs to find a natural equilibrium. That's how markets work. You know, unfortunately, you know, trading is zero sum. You know, you can't have, everyone can't win. At the moment, the traders right now, everyone is winning. And that's fantastic. But at some point, you know, it's, it is going to kind of become um, not quite as, as easy a, a trading experience as it has been over the last 12 months. Mm. Um, yeah, one, one thing you need to bear in mind is like with the share split is like the, the prices, the prices come down, but um, sort of tied to that, the dividends are going to come down as well. So a, a £10 player is now worth, let's go with an £8 player actually with, with the four-way share split. So... Uh, an eight pound player is now worth two pounds, which is great because you, if you've got ten pounds to invest, rather than invest eight pounds and have two pounds change, you you can uh, you can fully invest that ten pounds. That that's great uh, for for like the granularity side of things. But um, the flip side is that those four p dividends are now worth one p, and they don't. Even though the players look cheaper, the dividends obviously kind of look cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um, as a percentage, everything stays exactly the same. But um, um, it, by making the players look cheaper, you make the dividends look less appealing. So, but my my preference would really be that they allow um, kind of par- partial like hun- hundreds of players. Because because my ideal would be that every month I invest say five hundred pounds and I. I want to put one hundred pounds exactly in this player, fifty pounds exactly in that player. I, I don't care that I own like um, frac- fractional parts of of players. Um, I, I really only care about how much money I've got invested in them. Um, 
So, yeah, shares. There's like this, this. The share split is great. It brings the prices down. It makes the liquidity a little bit better, but it kind of makes the dividends look less appealing. So, um, yeah, I, I, it's, it's it's kind of a. It's just shuffling things around on the table, really. Yeah, yeah. I had this conversation with EJ after um, he'd written the blog, and I said, "Do you, do you really think that football index should um, share split, rise dividends, share split in, in, in that cyclic nature?" And he was like, "Well, yeah. What what other way it, would it be for like in, in general? Like, what what other way would it would it take? What other form would it take for football index to create something where um, that accessibility is balanced with?" Um, the liquidity, if that makes sense, and and the 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 players can rise, not like forever, but to a certain extent, quite significantly. And I think that that idea of kind of creating it in the Bitcoin form, where you can buy percentages or parts of a share, as you can do with traditional stocks, and also that um, idea or notion that Kieran threw out in the the past. Um, in the in the show with them, where he talked about the kind of anti-share split, where you'd have a messy at hundred pounds, but also the dividends would be very high. Mm, I think yeah. that's really interesting. Yeah. That would be really we, powerful we, we for were, them to market. We were actually chatting about that earlier, yeah, because it's like to 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 me, it's like um, when you when you start talking about dividends at like oh, you can win like a tenth of a penny dividend, which is like where we could end up sooner or later if if we keep share splitting. It kind of loses its impact, but if if like uh, if you kind of go oh yeah the, the on, on a triple day the the top player wins twenty five pounds or something like that mm. that sounds quite impressive and like alongside that you've you've got players now who are worth like eight uh, well, not not eight pounds I don't know sort of a thousand pounds or something like that it all sounds a lot more impressive and at the end of the day right, um, it always boils down to any kind of investing it always comes down to yields. It doesn't matter how much the the, the 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 share or the player is. It always comes down to your your total return in in percent yield terms. And um, yeah, the the kind of the, the the kind of the share splits are they're kind of distracting, really. Um, so it's, it's 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 kind of good in that it's kind of uh, it's appeasing a lot of people, but at the same time, it's a, it's a bit of a distraction. And from from our point of view, it's a it, it, I probably prefer it all just to stay the same because after they do the share split, it means we've we've got to do a lot of work to kind of uh, uh, historically like re reweight all the data we've got in our databases. <laughs> if they could just leave it the same, I, I'd be perfectly happy with that. <laughs> there is also that thing where someone says to you. Oh well, what's what other way could they do it? And with all due respect, that's not really my job. It's like when someone asks you, "Oh, pet, you know, Arsenal need a centre back. Who do you think we should go for?" And I'm like, "You know what? It's not really my job. That's <laughs> that's the Funny scouting job. department's <laughs> job." And in the same way that um, what Football Index do isn't my job. That's for Kieran and the guys to decide. But they know what the outcomes they need are, and that's to create a market where the prices are accessible or you buying in is accessible, but also that those players can rise quite high. They can get to those 50, 60, 70 quids or whatever we're talking about, like we did in the podcast where Kieran talked about the um, anti-share split. I think it's it's a problem, but it's a good problem. And what startups do, they don't have the answers at the outset. They rip up their business model and they kind of 
do it over and over again uh, every six to uh, 12 months and they pivot they move uh, fast and things happen but you the, the the key thing to understand is they don't have the answers to all the problems they're gonna tackle those problems when they get to those issues if that makes sense you know you, if you had the answers at the outset you'd do it incredibly quickly and you'd have a billion dollar company before you know it however they are going to tackle these issues as they get on uh, as they um kind of reach those uh problems and they're gonna make stuff up as they go along and that's how startups work whether you like it or not absolutely you have to be agile you have to be, you know have to adapt and yeah well i i think two, 2019 will be very telling to, as to how, how how everything progresses i mean it's a little bit difficult as well because you know um you you can't you Let's imagine, maybe I shouldn't say this, but let's imagine they were thinking about, you know, maybe, we'll, we, maybe we'll raise dividends. Maybe we'll raise them after a few months. Maybe that, that, that model will work. They're not going to announce that now. You know, you, what, what, it makes no sense. You're not going to, you're not going to start pushing the market in a, in a particular way. Um, you know, they might know, well known about 10% deposit bonus, you know, months before and they might have planned it out. But, you know, you, you, timing's everything. You, you, you don't want to spook the market or, or um, so, you know, I'm sure they're keeping the cards very close to chess. So maybe, maybe they, you know, I'm, I'm sure they they have got um, more of a game plan than, than perhaps we we think they have. Yes, they they've got ideas for Absolutely. sure. Um, as as we saw as we saw in the podcast or heard in the podcast, you know, um, they're thinking about it. Uh, anyway, next question. This is from Rob, also from the forum. Do you think France and Germany? France and German players have bottomed out yet, but by this I'm assuming he means players from Liga and um, players from the Bundesliga. Or would you hold buying against them until a couple of days before the Christmas break finishes? What's your thoughts on this, lads? Right, um, I think yeah, I think uh, uh, traders have got a lot smarter in thinking ahead now compared to this time last year. Um, you know, first move advantage for you momentum traders is is uh, is crucial nowadays. Um, I mean, you know, one of the our um, I think one of our most um, popular assets has been our uh, fixture difficulties calendar which runs all the way through to the end of the season and it takes into consideration home uh, advantage and away disadvantage and it updates real time based on on team performance and you know traders now are being a lot more savvy they're using these things they're looking at, okay well, what teams have got i think tottenham tottenham had a very good run haven't they in the last few weeks or coming up to a very good run and you know whereas before you know traders are only thinking about two weeks ahead now traders are thinking 12 weeks ahead um, so, um, what I would say is I think traders are certainly more savvy than they, they were this time last year. So I wouldn't expect dips to be quite as pronounced as previously. Um, I mean, that said, you know, um, I mean, there might be a lot of skin traders around this time of year. Uh, you know, the, the end of the year first, you know, first couple of weeks of January is quite tight, isn't it? My missus went potty during Christmas. You know, the extra money might be quite handy. So, you know, you might get a little bit of profit taking over the next couple of weeks. It, it's a difficult one. Um, I, I'd certainly say, I mean, Fig would be interested to see what you think, but I, I, I don't think there'll be as, I don't think it'd be quite the, the, the bargain sale of, of, of previous um, breaks. No, I'm not sure, but I do think that it's a good opportunity to potentially accumulate. And I, and I wrote this in, in one of the newsletters or the blogs where, you know one's man's rubbish is another man's gold people who are selling um they are going to only fall to a certain price before people start accumulating um and when you talk about this momentum thing where if a player's really falling and there is that sentiment that he's going to keep falling he might keep falling but 
at some point someone is going to start leveraging themselves into a position where they think wow this is too cheap to turn down so you always need to think about when you are selling someone at a certain price maybe you see a bit of red and you're like uh i don't know i don't really want to have this guy anymore um because he's red uh I, I feel that i should sell him because he's in the red think about if you're selling at that current price would you buy at that current price uh, and if you would then you should probably keep and that's kind of what my question would be and and same uh vice versa if you're trying to buy um look at obviously what their fixes are um when they come back but i do think that, that there are going to be loads of players that start exploding in 2019 early 2019 because whether it's a psychological thing what we always see is players starting seasons very well or starting years very well so i do think we are going to see um some players who are potentially off form at the latter stages of 2018 start performing really well in the early stages of 2019 but you know if i could tell the future then i'd be making a lot more money than i do <laughs> but uh, next question from finley 77 what is your opinion on which players currently outside of pb leagues have the potential to post excellent pb scores if they make a big move the example i've been comparing lozano and salah on who scored they are quite similar stats wise or by lozano is in a weaker league so do you guys ever look at this people outside of pb leagues and whether or not they could come in and do you know that they're going to be good pb wise if they replicate those stats well a couple of points here what so it's very tough to tell i think you'll you'll agree with this you know epl is a physical league and it's um others can be more about technique and you know you can have a player that's great outside of the epl and fails to adapt when they move here um what i will say and i can't say too much on this because um uh, Stu will do me some damage if I do, but you know we're looking at possibly can I even say this? Look at some modelling in relation to this, um, which might be able to help traders. Um, I can't really say any more because he's glaring at me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'd say stay tuned, um, uh, and we might have something for traders interested in this very soon. Mm, well, very interesting. That's a. Uh ominous but very exciting next question again from the <laughs> positively, on, positively ominous, ominous but exciting uh, next question from Tom201 should dividends be tiered in some way one example according to the price of the player i.e. Neymar gets a higher dividend than Pogba a sliding scale so players at the bottom end of the top 200 still get a divvy dividend but it is smaller and the players moves and the player moves dividend oh, and the player dividends move according as a player's rise and fall in the real world companies all pay out different dividends so why not on here um this is quite interesting isn't it um and it, i'm not, you know when he first when i first read the question it was quite confusing but then i started to think about it a bit more um and it kind of goes back to us talking about what the solution is for creating this kind of accessible market where players can continue to rise and rise. What are your thoughts on this? We've, we've also had uh, talks. I think ASP had that good idea about um, percentage of commissions on a daily basis being used to pay out on top of the existing dividends. And so that if there's more and more and more money coming into the market, more and more and more trading, then technically players could rise um kind of forever so long as there is more and more money money uh, coming in and more and more commission being um churned out through trades then you could have more um uh, player rises on top of the kind of base level of um dividends that football index are obliged to pay out so what are your thoughts on this have you ever thought about something like this uh, who, with regards to football index who's this question from 
This is from Tom two hundred one from the forum. Tom, um, you know, I, I love all these ideas everyone has, um, and I'm going to go a little bit off piece here. So please give me, and Stu might take the microphone off me in a second. <laughs> um, I, I think um, the biggest problem uh, that existing FI traders have is, is overthinking the model, because what what worries me is you know, and it's the, the longer you play FI. The longer you, the more you invest and the more time you spend on it, the harder it is to put yourselves into a new trader's shoes. And this is what is probably my biggest, um, I wouldn't say problem, but um, something that needs to be tackled, I'd say, in 2019. That, you know, FI needs to kind of, to, to, to really sort of thrive. It needs to, you know, attract the layman. And if you're if you're a new trader, I mean, as it stands, I think it's pretty hard to explain to a new trader right now the dividend structure as it is within sixty seconds of them to truly understand it. And then if we're going okay, but then on top of that, we're going to have yeah, but if they're one hundred ninety seventh in in the top two hundred, they're going to get and and you know I get it and I, I honestly I'm looking at it as an experienced trader or not experienced you know a year in or whatever, and I'm like I I really get it, and I'm thinking that might benefit me as a trade, my portfolio might 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 benefit, but you you, you kind of you know take that hat off and kind of look at it from an industry or, or you know a product perspective and trying to create that 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 marketplace. You want it as as I wouldn't say simplistic, but you you want it so that everyone can understand it. You know, kind of like a simplify to amplify. You know, and I, I really think we run the risk of trying to we're tweaking it here and tweaking it there and uh, you know I, and I, I agreed with the in-play did so i think i thought it was a, a great move um overall i know it had some um, people like some big fans but i'm just worried that you're going to then build a, another rule on top and then another rule on top and it you know yeah and, and that's great for the experienced traders but all you're doing is you're alienating that base that could come in underneath you so it's it's you know it's kind of almost short-termism it's like yeah that might tweak my portfolio and i'll be up three four percent more yeah, you may be in the first three, four months, but overall, you know, that's not the way you want to go. So I, I'm not, and you know, Fig, you said it perfectly. I haven't got the answers and I'm not paid, I'm not paid to think of the answers. I, I, you, you want it in such a way that it, it, it um, um, uh, keeps the, the, the investor base happy, the people that are in right now. Um, but you want to do it in such a way that you don't alienate the layman. And I, I, I well, that's, 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 that's why goals and assists was, sorry, but that's, that's why, um, goals and assists was so simple right uh, they didn't necessarily need to pay any more money for um data it was quite easy to track because it is just simply goals and assists very binary um and it, you know it's just a another layer on top and it was quite simple when you look at it in hindsight um really easy to explain a simple add-on doesn't cost football index that much in terms of a data standpoint um and it was kind of a perfect addition uh well not perfect but a good addition um we'll move on to questions uh, uh about the index game product as itself because at the moment we've been talking just about football index a lot of people are interested in learning more about the product and and what you guys are planning on doing with it what you guys are excited about etc so buzzing paul uh who's appeared on the podcast before for pb special he was excellent uh, i've been really impressed with how quickly index gain managed to churn out new and innovative reports might I add, uh, I'm also very impressed by how quickly you guys uh, <laughs> churn out new and innovative reports. Uh, what feature report, what feature or report are you most excited about developing in 2019? I mean, yeah, we, we, we try and keep it a little bit secret squirrel. Uh, we build stuff and release it before then we, we, we talk about it. It kind of keeps it fresh and keeps traders on their toes and stuff. I mean, you know, we, we try and anticipate FI. So 
um, I'm sure a, a few of the guys on index game will know that you know for when, when um, uh, in play dividends was um, um, uh, enhanced to include clean sheets, we already had a, what we call GAX report, goals, assists, and clean sheets. Um, literally, that's live data um, for every game. We had that kind of ready to roll. So that when they made their big announcement, I mean, I think before the markets reopened, we had that report like rolled out. Um, so, I mean, we don't really want to talk about new new features. All we will say is that every, we, you know, we love feedback. And every time a trader comes back to us saying, I wish we had this, or I wish I could do this, or this would make my life easier. Every single one's added to a spreadsheet. And we look at it often. And we, if we can accommodate the request, we will. And yeah, we're, we're looking forward to building plenty of new stuff in, in, in 2019. <laughs> good stuff, good stuff. Secret squirrel, I like that. <laughs> uh, FPL Grinder, um, how do you feel Index Chat has developed since it first started and how influential do you think it is now in the market? I mean, yeah, I mean, going back, it wasn't really a conscious decision to be where we are with IG. It sort of sort of really evolved as, uh, as a side project and something we're, you know, much, much more serious about. It's, I mean, really now it's, I mean, it's, it's our focal point. Um, we're developing lots of other things. We've kind of like sidelined everything in, in, in um, to, to focus on on index game, uh, you know, because we really sort of believe in the FI model. And we think it, you know, we think with the uh, right TLC, it could go mainstream and be be as accepted as, as fantasy football. I mean, uh, on IG influencing the market, we we've <laughs> we've kind of been a, um, a accused of this before. I don't know if you're aware, Fig. I'm sure, um, but you know, I mean, first of all. You won't hear DCA or, or I really talk specifically about players, although I did mention Undembele earlier, so I've already contradicted myself. <laughs> but typically, you won't hear me on on the forum ever mention a player because, you know, as community owners, it'd be easy for us to be accused of, of, of pumping and dumping and uh, something I sort of disagree with and hate to be labelled as such. I think you've sort of had that before previously, you know, that, you know, so really sort of steer clear of, I mean, the only time we mention players is when there's, a, you know, a hard data points to it. I think we've got um, a, a implied dividends report, which Stu will talk about later. But, you know, we, we've tweeted in the past that Sterling is, this is the unluckiest player uh, for match day dividends this season. He's, he's earned zero uh, and he could have earned 18p on, on any other day. And so, you know, we'll talk about players when there's sort of hard data, but but I won't, you'll never hear me go, I like X because of Y. Um, you know, and I think I think the whole pump and dump thing. I was the only the only, the only traders that fall for it are green traders, and it's it's. I mean, it's kind of doing the whole community a disservice because it's this new money we want to encourage and not really sort of put off. Um, but then, yeah, at the same time, we're a trading community, right? So we want people to talk about their buyers and sells, and we, we don't want to kind of put them off from doing that. I mean, else we'd have nothing to talk about. Um, and I mean. You know, to say that IG has influence, yes, it has. But I think the market is so thin. Um, you know, FI as a market is so thin that any single trader can be really influential. I mean, I mean, the biggest question I get is, you know, such a why is such and such player dropped ten p? I probably get that thirty times a day, and they really want you know to be this really kind of like uh, really you know, interesting, rational answer for for what it is, and. Uh, you know, what did you say? How was your analogy earlier with with Bob? Oh yeah, Bob. Bob. <clears throat> Bob crashes his mum's car, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Bob crashes his. <laughs> Bob's, Bob's just crashed his mum's car, 
and he needs to IS a lot to pay for it. So it could be, you know, the guy's held a thousand and the guy needs some quick money. And, you know, you, you, it's so thin that one player, one trader can just drive a market. And people are like, oh, he's, he's crashed because of X, Y, Z. And, you know, you compare that to the FX market, it's five trillion traded a day. You know, if there's a 10 pit movement, um, you're going to know about it and everyone's going to know why that was. But it's, yeah, I think every single one of us can influence the market as it is now. That will change. It will become less thin. More money comes into it. But, um, but yeah, I think it's, um, I think all of us can, can be influential. And I think we need to use that in, in a, um, for good rather than for anything else. Mm, I like that. I like that answer. Um, <laughs> next question, football index futures trader. Good name. Is the community now as it stands, how you imagined it would be and where do you see it in five years time? Uh, and thanks for all you do fellas. <laughs> um, I, I think it's, um, if, if you kind of rewind to now six months a year um, and it kind of asked us where we thought we'd be now, we, we, the sort of the index game community is like way, way ahead of where we, we'd ever dreamt it to be, to be honest. I mean, there's nearly, nearly, was it 1800, 2000 ish kind of traders on there. Um, and, <clears throat> so early days with a lot of forums is like you you really need to like prop them up you need to be spending all your time on there constantly whereas now we could be like we could be like dan dan could be a pepper pig world and i could be just like i, I don't know passed passed out on the street corner or something like that for a couple of days and the, the whole thing just like it just keep it the, the the guys on there just keep the whole thing ticking along perfectly it's like constantly active um so yeah it's kind of it's 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 it is kind of streets ahead of where where we imagined it to be already, and the the stuff that we've uh, the stuff that we've uh, ended up building as well. Kind of we, I mean, we we kind of have a kind of little little cyclical kind of plan plan build deliver kind of thing, and the the stuff that we've got out now, um, we we just like we wouldn't even have thought of six months ago. So we're, we're we're super happy with kind of how things have panned out, particularly the, the, the people on there. It's like a ridiculously good resource for, um, it's all for football index yeah. chat. The, 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 the guys and girls on there are like absolutely fantastic. Yeah. So. Big, yeah big shout out to, there's a lot of, um, very experienced, um, football index traders on index game and they're, and they're the guys that come dreaming up ideas, you know, um, um, Every day, it's difficult to name. You know that I can name names. Um, uh, Double Index, AS, um, Big Don. Uh, there's tons. There's tons on there that are just constantly coming up, dreaming up ideas, and we take their ideas and, and, and we, you know, where we can, we realise them. You know, and uh, hopefully to make it you know, a better um, experience, mm. trading experience for everyone. So, like on 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 the five year point, it's like so it's like we uh like six six months ago we wouldn't even kind of expect to be where we are now with kind of what we have in five uh, years i mean yeah. this question yeah, might yeah. be uh, this might this question might have been fi community rather than ig community so imagining i don't know what it was but let's imagine it was fi community i mean i can't even imagine football index in yeah. five years let alone the community well, so it's a really tough one to answer isn't it well i see i see five years think that Adam's living on his own private island in the Caribbean, <laughs> and I think you're the new CEO. That's how, that's how I see it. Five years, I can imagine it now. I'm, I'm convinced. Uh. Well, I mean, um, uh, no comment on that one. Uh, a question from uh, Nick S. I think this is from 
uh, the actual from Index Gain. Uh, what's your favourite report and why? And Ollie Price Bates, who has also been on the podcast before, has been very good. Uh, what's your favourite player analysis search using your product? So similar questions. Why don't you hit two birds with one? Yeah, step? it's um, it's it's it's, it's the um, it's the equivalent of like you kind of going, what, what's your favourite child? <laughs> the thing is, they uh, it's yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's usually the newest one. Um, so it, 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 it's changed. It's changed as it's gone. It's like every every time we built something, we've got oh that's amazing, and then like built something else, went oh that's amazing. So it's like you, these these things kind of um, it's all ebb and flow. Really, it's like in 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 the early days, one of the so early index gain days. One of the first things we did was to put like the the buzz bot into the slack channel so that people could kind of drop the stats into the conversation so it's like at the time that was like our, our total like usp so no nobody else had it and it's like that, that was amazing but like as we've gone along we've kind of off the back of kind of community feedback asking for things we've started building other things uh, uh, kind of landmark style bits of work we've done is um we had like a we had a an Alves an Alves style report, which was kind of giving you the the stats on like when players were kind of scoring in in, in kind of the, the the win range kind of thing, a fairly obvious kind of thing to do. It's like we we kind of gave that a little bit of a sort of power up and like a, a adjusted it for uh, like number number of Alves per pound invested. I think we kind of did, it. and that's effectively. Um, so it's kind of effectively like a, a report saying how many lottery tickets you're kind of getting per pound. So that was kind of that was kind of flavor of the month for a while. But then we've kind of as we've like taken more data on, we've got like the opt stats uh, in there, which are kind of what what what's driving all these PB scores at the end of the day. Um, and we've sort of put on like our sort of um, sort of city hats on and kind of gone. If if we were if someone in the city was like asked to value a player, how would they go about it? We we started building uh, reports that are a little bit more um, sort of fi- financially sort of sound. That's really, really. interesting. Um, so I think I think these days it's kind of, it's kind of culminated in kind of two things really. First of all, there's like a there's a player screener report. I just need to bring it up so I can remember what I'm what I'm looking at but that that's basically a kind of report where um you can do a do a search for um for some like uh you, you can you can sort of come at it and you go right I want to know older defenders who are under 27 years old cost less than five pounds um and you can put other filters on there like uh what what leagues do they play in um uh, what, what what teams do they play in if you wanted to um how many matches have they started things like that um but that let's say you, you sort of you can come out with a question like oh, give me all the defenders who are like under a certain age under a certain price and that kind of gives you um what what they call in the city like a screener where it's like a quick at a glance to a top level here, here are all the people that meet your criteria and on that one, we've kind of added all the Opta stats. So you can see um, how many matches they've started. Well, you see the obvious stuff like uh, what's their PB average, what's, what's their standard deviation, what's their price, their age, how many times they scored over a certain price, things like that. But we've got the Opta stats in there as well, like uh, minutes played, goals, goal, goal winning goal, oh, sorry, game winning goal, uh, assist shots, 
things like that. And there's little heat map style coloring. So you can, uh, at a glance, you kind of, you can see uh, which players kind of meet your criteria and like what their relative strengths are. So like when you're looking, uh, I've just put one up now. So it's a name, it's a name mentioned. It's a historical name mentioned. You've, pro- you've probably uh, missed the boat if uh, anyone's going to jump on this one. Um, but Kim Kimmich, he's down as a defender. Um, he's got 10 assists. Um, he's got 70 or 68 passes per game, 7.8 crosses per game. Um, and it's basically due to him playing out of position. Um but these this this report kind of flags up the 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 the, the kind of the extremes, so you can kind of see the uh, the defenders who uh, score lots of goals, the 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 forwards who um, uh, sort of boost their uh, their PB scores by having lots of passes, things like that. So this this is a kind of um, this is this is a nice kind of screener where like the the thing lights up like a Christmas tree in kind of um, areas where players are particularly good. So that's kind of good at getting you like um, your shortlist uh, kind of um, analysis. But then sort of uh, it's, it's on this, but we've kind of got other reports for this as well. We've got these um, implied dividend. Um, so yield stats, which was something that we kind of hadn't seen uh, elsewhere in in the world of FI, and this is really kind of putting like your sort of financial manager kind of hat on and kind of looking at footballers and not quite trying to put a price on them because like pricing a player up is very difficult when like the market's just generally kind of trending or just moving in general you can't you can't say Neymar is worth this price but one thing that you can do in a moving market is you can you can make comparisons between players so we've kind of look, looked at um, all, all the stats out there and the different ways people looked at things and we've kind of um, we've um, an, an, obvi- an, obvi- an obvious kind of starter for 10 is like, oh, what's the player's kind of average PB? But that's that's kind of a single point number. Uh, what What's the average and the standard deviation? It's still pretty basic. Um, mentioned before, like the the Alvers was kind of a, a, a kind of a, a step up from that. Like how many times has this player scored over 175 or over 200? Because that kind of gives you an indication of when the how often they're likely to win, but it's, it's still a bit of a lottery because there's kind of the 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 look at uh, the look aspect in there because a, a player might have scored two hundred and eighty uh, on one day, but uh, on the same day another player scored three hundred. So, um, like the, the the kind of the dividend receive style reports and the Alvis style reports don't really kind of sort of cover that. So we we kind of came came up with a report where it allowed you to sort of do things like put a monetary value on on actual scores so like you could ask it like what what does it actually mean when when a forward scores 200 points on a triple match day what what does that actually mean and is that better or worse than a midfielder scoring 187 on the same day so it, it's a it's, 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 it's a bit of a tricky one to kind of ex, explain on, on, on a chat without kind of pointing at things, but it's, it's basically like a, an analysis of like all the scores that have um, ever, well, not ever, but for this season this at season. least, all, 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 the, all the scores for all the players and all the matches 
um, and it calculates like a historical probability of like that score winning for that day type for that position type and it allows us to sort of do analysis sort of say that uh, a forward scoring 200 points on a triple match day would have won um so as of recording day like five times out of 39 because there's been 39 triple match days so a score of 200 for a forward would have won five times which is uh, sorry to drop into boring maths slam, but that's thirteen percent of a dividend worth twelve p. And um, in the long run, something like that, uh, if you did that over and over and over again, factoring out the the look of like who else played that day and whether someone scored two hundred and one points or the next best player scored one hundred and ninety nine points, on the long run, if you averaged it out, that score of two hundred points would be worth one and a half pence, and um. Uh, so another example is like alongside that, 250 points on triple match day would be for the position divs would be like 9.8p, and for the star divs would be 3.5p. So it allows us to sort of say, right, this 250 points is actually worth 13.3p. So now you can start comparing things. Yeah, so we've got a we've got a, a forward scoring 200 is worth 1.5p in divs and a, a forward score in 250 is worth 13.3p and if we take that kind of analysis and apply it to every single match that's been played every single player we can start coming up with like what their total um like long run dividends would have been when you like yeah. factor out all the look aspects of things so that's mm-hmm. when you start getting to um uh, not a precise. It's, it's, you can never get precise on this, but it, it's a, a more it's more kind of, robust, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's, it's a more sound kind of methodology. So you, you can then start looking at things like, oh yeah, so let's have a quick click. Um, uh, the what <laughs> have we got here? Oh, sorry. Put that back to lost. who the who the the oh, yeah, luckiest so. player is on the <laughs> index. We so, were just talking about him. Yeah. So 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 Kimmich is like implied. His implied dividends are like 64p for the season. Based on his scores, in the long run, you'd expect him to have won 64p. His actual dividends have been like 84p. Um, so we've kind of... We, He's technically the luckiest player in the index, according to your report. Ah, okay. Um, so that, that's kind of nice. But again, you kind of need you also need to like factor in how much they cost as well. So... Um, I don't know, I've been rabbiting on for quite a while here, but probably my fa- my favourite stat, which is on a couple of reports, is this kind of implied dividend yield, which is the, um, if you factored out, if you just like, if this was like a, a Monte Carlo analysis of like, as just running the same simulations over and over and over again, given these scores, uh, how many dividends would they have won? And as a yield versus their current price, what's that worth? Because that's really what, that's always what you should be looking for. Like um, you, you're looking to maximize your, your total yield. It, it, forget about prices. It always comes down to, to yields. So, um, yeah, long, long story short, uh, it's in a couple of places. In, implied dividend yield is my favorite stat. <laughs> it's on a couple of reports. So yeah, um, so mentioned it's on the screening report. We've, we've got a, a play, a detailed player report as well that's really good, where you can kind of see. I was shocked to find Kimmich is now the officially the luckiest player, and, and, and Sterling is <laughs> still the unluckiest player. And I'm sure there'll be a lot of traders that disagree with that, but you know, 
This is according to the implied um, dividend analysis report. <laughs> well, we, interesting we, stuff. We, we got a, a play a play dashboard report as well, which is really good. So, like when, once you've shortlisted your players, you, you 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 need to do detailed research on each individual player as well. So this player dashboard kind of gives you a match by match analysis of like minutes played, shots, goals, assists, PB scores, dividends received, implied dividends. It, it's it's basically like like many things in life. It, like you you take. A couple of good things like FI's taken gambling and football and investing and kind of mashed them together into an awesome product. So like the what what we've tried to do here is to to take many things, good things like FI, uh, Salfa Score, and like chat, and that's that's basically what we've we've uh, put together here. So it's like a lot of these reports are uh, it's like Salfa Score and FI data like all mashed up together in one place. And uh, we we've got like the sort of sit in front of a laptop style reports, which are, gr- are great for like um, detailed analysis. But we we say we we started with the with, with the bots and the chat, which is kind of which which is where kind of a or, or kind of USP really is. So we're like looking at um with with sort of um the, it's probably be out maybe the week after this this goes live but we're looking to move on to like the opta stats into the the chat bots as well for like uh for, for like their sort of uh, their sort of player analysis conversations yeah so people can just you know go oh, so how is you know how many goals has such and such scored this season just type a quick command and go okay yeah he scored 50, you know seven goals this season great you know how many clean sheets he had he's had three clean sheets whatever it might be you just get it and just type it and get it there and then you form part of your conversation on index game you're chatting with other traders. It sort of helps, you say, sort of elicit conversation and, and, and you know, to, to, to move things along and people to formulate opinions. Definitely. Uh, Stats-backed opinions are always great, aren't they? Um, well, that, that's all from the question side of things. I just wanted to ask you guys what you see for the future of Football Index and what are some of your 2019 predictions? Gosh, um, Big, I was hoping you could help. So, you know I mean? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I touched on it before. Um, I, I think... I think um, um, that, you know, well, I, I, from an FI perspective, I want to see them pushing to go in sort of go into the mainstream, to enter the mainstream and have, you know, the, the, the man on the street have some sort of awareness of the product um, as they do with fantasy football. Now, maybe 2019 is a little bit too soon, but I, see, I do think they need to think about making it accessible for, for more people than it is now. I don't know how you do that. I don't know, but I think to take that next level, you need to do that, you know. I, I, I know a guy who's got you know five grand invested in the product. I honestly don't think he knows how it works. You know, he's doubled his money. Um, he just bought basically bought his fantasy team and he got lucky. You know, and you there's too many. You know, and 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 but you know that said, you get a lot of you know introduced like big Dom to the platform and the guy just absolutely loves it and he spends his whole day on it. In love, you know, some people totally buy into it, but you want something that. You know anyone of all ages, of, of kind of all kind of backgrounds and etc. That can really kind of buy into it and really sort of you know really get the product from the get go. And I think that that accessibility is what FI need to to, to look at. And I think I think um, existing traders need to help with that, facilitate that as well. Mm. Um, it, it needs to be like a full spectrum thing, doesn't it? It's like you you need you need the the easy onboarding, the the sort of the get newbie friendly style stuff. But you also want to sort of have uh, a, a kind of a, a path to kind of more more advanced yeah, stuff yeah, to absolutely. to keep yeah. people interested, interested longer term. So um, yeah, you say it's 
how they do that, I have no idea. Uh, pr- predictions wise, I'm terrible at predicting. But one 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 thing I'm looking forward to, and um, that sort of sort of now, now that I'm on board and kind of familiar with the thing, is is the order books, the the, the player versus player uh, style model. Uh, that's that's kind of. I, th- I think I think we're like in, currently we're like in a, a ramp up kind of seeding the market kind of phase still, um, but the the kind of where where it needs to be eventually is like a, a player versus player like, and football index kind of step back a little bit. Um, so I'm kind of I, I think from I, th- I think from the podcast the other week it, it it kind of was implied that that might be something in place. By the start of next season, so that's some some if it's that would be a two thousand nineteen thing. So that's something I'd be looking forward to. Um, but yeah, predictions. I don't know. It's uh, I, I don't I don't worry <laughs> about things. Uh, what, what are your twenty nineteen <laughs> predictions? Speak. I'm you're, you're the oracle. I, I I want to know where, where are we going to oh. be. Uh, where know, are we going to be? Um, I'll say I'll say about. Uh, three hundred, three hundred fifty thousand um users. Like so that's, that's uh, around so that, doubleish, isn't it? Yeah, so ne- ne- nearly double. I'd, 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 yeah. I'd accept that. Yeah, you'll accept it. Nearly double. Um, I think that. I think that we'll see. Um, I th- oh god, I'm trying. I'm trying to predict when the share split will happen. I think there's a lot of logic to it for it to happen during one of the international breaks. Um, I, I, I think it makes logical sense to do that. Um, but then again, it has to line up with all of Football Index's marketing spend, right? You don't want to um, spend loads of marketing at the beginning of the year and then share split, and then suddenly you don't have the budget to push the product more. You want to kind of have all those ducks lined up in a row. Um, I think we'll see a few more European territories. I've got an inkling that, um, yeah, that will happen. Potentially, yeah, the likes of Germany, Spain, France, uh, potentially Spain, Portugal, etc. Um, I think they could, they're definite targets for Football Index. Um, I think that we'll see more action from the likes of... Uh, Ireland, Sweden, um, Canada and New Zealand, the ones that are at the moment active or in the process of being active. I think that um, I think people in general, like the public, will uh, are already more aware of Football Index. But I think that by the end of 2019, if you talk to someone who knows about football uh, uh, or is in the fancy football world or is a gambler, that they're going to know what football index is if you ask them um and i think that's quite a powerful thing i think i always reference at the beginning or the beginning of my second year at uni which is almost three years ago now um people didn't know what the hell it was by the end of my third year so that's only just 18 months but after that i I was seeing people in my uni on Football Index that I hadn't ever spoken to before, which is quite interesting. And I I think I predicted six months ago in July that um, by July 2019 or by Christmas, we'd see people talking about Football Index in general. Like in in public, you'll be seeing people on the Football Index app and stuff. And I don't think that's kind of quite happened yet, but I definitely do think there's potential for that by the end of 2019 for you to be kind of... um, walking past someone and, and them talking about FI rather than f- uh, Fantasy PL, uh, which is, I think, a, a great position where they could be at by the end of next year. 
I, I, I'd, uh, I'd like to take it a bit further. It's like when, when we, when we get to the point where we, uh, where we're walking down the street and we see someone using index game, yeah, that's, or in yeah. the pub, exactly. <laughs> index game. When I see, when I, I see in the pub I will, talking uh, about index I, I will game. probably <laughs> say that the first time I'm in the pub and I hear someone talk about index game, I will buy them a pint. Oh, <laughs> drinks all night, I think. Drinks all yeah. night. Two, maybe yeah. two pints and <laughs> some crisps. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think um, I, I think I had a, a tweet. Someone tweeted me saying, "Oh, I think I saw Fig in Moorgate," um, and, and that's when I thought, "Wow, this it. is this is the, oh, I've made it now." There's um, that, yeah, that was it. That I should just stop there. But chaps, it's been a pleasure having uh, having you on. Where can people find out more about you individually, uh, and then where can people find out more about Index Game? Uh, well, you, you, you can you can follow uh, myself, uh, Dan James Bishop, on Twitter. And Stu is a problem child. Yeah, just to keep things a simple, keep totally, simple. totally and different then, handle. <laughs> and then, yeah, um, have a look at um, indexgame.co.uk um, and it will tell you all about the site and, and, and you'll find links there to um, uh, download our, our uh, Slack our community and uh, to get going. Mm, mm, very interesting well thank you very much for coming on lads uh, sorry if this has been a bit longer than anticipated yeah, no, listeners. Uh, if, if your commute boys, if your commute stretches about one hour 30 or whatever you're doing stretches about one hour 30 minutes so a bit longer then you're in luck but if it doesn't then uh, split it up into two halves so shout out to everyone on their commute and uh, oh, if you're not on your commute uh, shout out to you and whatever you're doing thanks very much for listening and thanks happy new year everyone Cheers, thank you happy new year yeah yeah of course always forget